For 100 years, the Green Bay Packers have been a benchmark for football excellence. Thousands of players have helped pave the way, and we're here to tell their stories. I'm Wayne Larrabee. This is the Packers Alumni Spotlight. In the spring of 1995, Packers general manager Ron Wolf was looking to add another offensive weapon for his soon-to-be MVP quarterback Brett Favre. So he decided to trade a second round pick to Miami for veteran tight end Keith Jackson, a former three-time All-Pro in his younger days with Philadelphia. All the talk was about making Favre in the offense unstoppable, with receiver Robert Brooks on the outside, running backs Edgar Bennett and Dorsey Levins in the backfield, and now pairing Jackson with Mark Chimura at tight end. But at first, it was Jackson who was the least enthusiastic about coming to his new team. You know, when you play the NFL, coaches threaten you by saying they're gonna trade you to Green Bay. <laughs> it was just a frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Nobody really wanted to play in that extreme cold. Of course, it was outdoors, they wasn't gonna build a dome, and you'd heard all these horror stories of the ice bowls, even though the ice bowl turned out great for Green Bay, but it was just so cold, and every time you saw John Facenta, you know, voice over, you know, Lambeau Field, a frozen tundra, and so you go, I do not want to go to Green Bay. So it was a threat <laughs> to go to Green Bay, and, and, and in my mind, I go, no, that's a punishment if they send you to Green Bay. And then Reggie White, of course, came to Green Bay, and of course that changed a lot of our minds that, wait a minute, we might want to take a look at Green Bay. Yeah, so then what, uh, what, what ultimately convinced you to, uh, to, to report and, and to go on to do what you did here? Yeah, so I'm holding out and, and uh, I'm getting calls daily from my good friend Reggie White that this is a Super Bowl team, we got a chance to win the Super Bowl. God told me we'll win it in five years. That's Reggie White. And he said <laughs> that, and so I'm thinking to myself, I'm going, ah, you know, I don't know about Green Bay, see if I can get to some other places, I don't want to go there. And Monday Night Football, I think it was against the Chicago Bears, uh, I had a chance to sit at home and say, let me look at this team and see how good they are. And I was telling Ron Wolf this story, uh, general manager, and I said, you know, Brett Favre throws a slant route to, to, to uh, uh, Brooks. Brooks takes it to the house, and they come back, and they run these offense. And I'm looking at it, I go, Edgar Bennett will hear. You know, they'd say, this team is going to be pretty doggone good. Brett Favre calling the signals, and I go, hey, Reggie White, this is a pretty good, Reggie's right, this is a pretty good football team. And so I decided that day, I, call, I called up Ron Wolf and said, I need indoor tickets if I come for my wife, but I'm coming. <laughs> As a late arrival, Jackson's impact was minimal in the 95 regular season. But come playoff time, it was a different story. He caught four passes for 101 yards and a touchdown in the divisional round upset at San Francisco. That was a franchise-changing postseason victory that launched the Packers as legitimate Super Bowl contenders. From there, Jackson couldn't have asked for his career to end in better fashion. So you end up starting that 95 season a little bit late, but then everyone saw the impact you could have in that playoff game in San Francisco at the end of that 95 season. Tell us a little bit about that game, a big game for you, and what you remember most about well, it. Well, I can remember that it's being cold here, and I told him, I said, I'm, you know, I'm a warm-weather person. I can make plays. And I remember talking to Mark Chimura, who was the other tight end at the time. I said, 
Chewy, if you get me the warm weather, I'll show you what I can do. And he said, and so we had to win a game to get there, and we won the game, and we go out to San Francisco. They play a lot of double zone, man-to-man down the middle, and I was able to beat their linebackers and safeties over again. And it was, you know, it was just an opportunity to show, okay, and for me too, I wanted to make sure, because it was a struggle for me to get used to Brett Favre, uh, get used to the offense, and so I really was, wasn't feeling it early on. So to have that big playoff game against San Francisco just made me feel great. It's like, okay, I do fit in the system. I thought I could. To have a big game was great for, for me and, and for Green Bay. Yeah. You mentioned Chewy. What made the two of you such a productive duo? Because cause you, guys, you guys were tough to stop. You know, one thing about it is I guess there was, there was no jealousy there. It was, it was just two guys that were really good at position. He, you know, he was the starter. I came in as a, kind of a home run hitter, and, 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 and I had to deal with that situation. You know, being a starter, going to the Pro Bowl and all that stuff so many years, it's hard to say, well, here's a younger guy that you think you're, you might be a little bit better than. Uh, but his attitude about it was just so great, and, and just the whole team. You know, the one thing about it, you can go on teams where guys are very selfish, and they want the ball all the time, and I want to be the hero. This, everybody just wanted to win. It was all about the Packers, and it was all about winning. And that's a totally different attitude that I was used to. So because everybody had that attitude, you know, you just go in and say, oh, this is great. Let's go win some football games. Doesn't make any difference who gets the credit. Let's just all play Packer football. Yeah. In 96, the Super Bowl year, you made your sixth career Pro Bowl. You led the team with 10 touchdown catches on just 40 total catches, which is a pretty nice ratio there. why was it that Favre looked to you around the goal line and in the red zone so much? Why do you think that was? I think I made Favre a Hall of Famer, if you ask me. I don't <laughs> know. He may disagree with this, but I think I made him Hall of Famer. No, but, you know, it, 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 just joking aside, Brett Favre, it, the thing about it was uh, red zones are very important, and you've got to create space in red zones. And so <laughs> a, a little, little secret is that I used to, when he would go through his progression in practice, and throw the ball, I would scream. I would just, what? Or something like that. And then he'd turn and he'd look at me. And then i just do it every, every, every time we'd be practicing red zone, I would just scream his name. And so he'd throw the ball, I'd scream his name. I was training him to let him know exactly where I was going to be. And it was just like magic sometimes. He'd go like this and he'd just turn and throw it. Because he was kind of, it was training the thought process of where I was going to be. He never knew what I was doing, but I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and so it worked. It really did work. But he has such a gifted arm. I mean, just he could squeeze it through windows and all that stuff. But, but you've got to learn how to create space on the red zone. You just can't run a route. You've got to create some distance for your quarterback. And I think he appreciate that I created that space and he didn't have to work so hard to get it in there. Yeah. So you, uh, you end up retiring from the NFL as a Super Bowl champion after the 96 season. What, what, was, what was that like? Well, you know, they said leave him wanting something, you know, leave him wanting more. Um, you know, you go to the Pro Bowl, you win the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it, didn't, get any, it didn't get any better than that. You know, you're starting uh, in the Pro Bowl, you didn't, and, and it just doesn't get any better than that. This is a great place. I had a charity back home called Park Positive Atmosphere Reaches Kids that I was very in, engaged with, that I wanted to be a part of. It was just cranking up and starting. We just put kids in it. And my passion was moving more toward helping kids than it was playing football. So, you know, you just had to accept that calling. As, as Reggie White, God told me to do it. <laughs> what did you enjoy the most about playing in Green Bay? I know it was only two seasons out of a, a you know longer career for you, but what did you like most about playing? I don't think you can separate the team from the people. 
You just can't, it's just too many things to say, but, but you have this great team concept. And when I say team, I don't mean the players on the field. I mean, all the way from, from, from the, the, the managing, all the way to the general manager, all the way down to, to the hostess, all the way down. Everybody's just a part of making sure the Packer are great. It's just one feel of, we've got to do our job because we have this standard of being great. And you know, you go back to Lombardi sayings and his thing with leadership, and it makes you go, man, this is something that he probably set in place. It's a standard. Uh, uh, and, and that's why I enjoy, I enjoy that. And I tell people all the time, I had the greatest time of all the teams I played for the, the, the notion of team and, and creating that concept overall through the organization, all the way down to the players. There's no place like it.